Hey podcasters, this is Bruce coming to you and I want to tell you about a free app that I have found. This app is called Spotify for Podcasters. It is great for podcasting and it is absolutely free, my favorite price. You can download it at Spotify for Podcasters or it is also available in your app store, either Apple or Google Play. So check it out. And let's all have fun podcasting. Hello, I'm coming to you and I'm to share with you poems that God has given to me. And this is one that I wrote very recently. And I'd like to share that with you. And before we start, let's pray. Lord, we come before you now and we ask that you're able, you would touch each soul that is listening to this podcast. Show them how much you love them and care for them. Lord, you are able to do anything. You are God Almighty. You can do anything, Lord. Lord, we have to be right with you. So you will take care of us. That you will help us in every circumstance in our lives. So Lord, help us to make right decisions. Help us not to allow this world to take over our lives and our, our and cause us to lose out with you. Lord... This guy, Lot, he had a lot of problems, Lord. He started out good, but ended up with a lot of problems. Lord, help the people to see just exactly where this is going, what's happening, what's happening to Lot, what's happening to his family because of his choices. Choices are very important, Lord. Help us to make right choices. I pray that every soul here, if they don't know you, will call upon you as Lord and Savior of their lives. I pray, Lord, that you will touch every soul, Lord. Show them how much you love them and care for them. And Lord, anoint me to speak your word. Help me to say the words that you want me to say. Lord, let it be pleasing in your sight. We thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. The poem is called Lot. My father, Lot, this is called Lot. My father died last week. My uncle Abe took pity. So I hooked up with him when we left Haran City. In uh, Psalms 27.10, the NLT, it says, Even if my father and mother abandoned me, The Lord will hold me close. Lot had a chance to uh, for everything to go okay because his uncle wanted to take uh, take him and and take him under his wing and help him out. My name is Lot, a shepherd by trade, following my uncle. Riches to be made. Proverbs twenty eight twenty. A faithful man will abound with blessings. But one eager to be rich will not go unpunished. He showed me his faith, obeying his God, but I was thankful for the land we trod. Everywhere we went, he would sacrifice. It was not for me, not at my price. By faith, Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive 
an inheritance, obeyed and went without knowing where he was going. Hebrews 11.8 Abraham didn't know where he was going, but he was trusting God that God would take care of him wherever he went because he was doing what God told him to do. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to obey him. He wants He wants us to... Um, make the right decisions, make right choices. Staying with my uncle made me wealthy, but running out of room was not healthy. He let me choose, I chose the best. The Jordan Plain passed the test. Then Lot chose him all the plain, this is Genesis thirteen eleven, of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from another. After the move, we settled down. I got restless and went to town. Genesis thirteen twelve, the last part. And Lot dwelled in the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. When you pitch your your, pent, your tent toward that city, that means where you're going to go for your groceries. That's where you're going to have your, all of the commerce that, for your your business for everything. That's where it was going to go. Because it, and he, but he knew he knew what was going on there, and yet he still pitched his tent toward Sodom. With a first look past the wall, no other need, nothing at all. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. All the people in Sodom, not, no one, uh, no one was for God at all. Every one of them were for wickedness. They were they were full of wickedness. They were doing wicked things. They were doing things that are just unimaginable. And yet now those those things that they're doing are being taught in our public schools to our kids. That is just so sad and so terrible. But God is going to change that. He is going to turn it around. He's going to turn our nation around. But we, his people, have to have to pray, pray hard, that God will do it. Then it happened. War broke out. We moved on in, no other route. And his goods, he took his goods and departed. Now, circumstances, because Lot was had his um, his tent pitched towards Sodom. Circumstances, because of all his cattle and everything, is he felt that he needed to get them inside of a fenced area of a walled city, the closest one, because war was breaking out. He chose wrongly again.
He knew what was happening, but he chose wrongly. We were captured by the enemy. I lost my wealth and my family. You notice how he's thinking about wealth instead of his family. He's not putting the family first. He's putting his wealth first. Putting himself first. My uncle fought for us. I got my wealth back. But the draw was too strong. I had lost my track. And he, Abraham, or Abram, brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother, his, his nephew, Lot, and his goods and the women and the people. It was all brought back. Lot didn't lose a thing. But did it change him? Getting, the, getting wealth, keeping wealth, that does, that doesn't that will change a person that will cause a person to think only about that more than anything else <sighs> i heard of a story where a lady came running out with something that was of value when there was a fire in the house and after she got that thing of value out then it hit her that her little baby was inside that house. Her little child. And she lost that little child because she was thinking about something that was of value to her. That's sad. A preoccupation with wealth. But Lot was right there. It was it was his his bread and butter it was his it was his life he ate it he drank it he all of it the evil i saw repulsed me but leaving here convulsed me he couldn't leave matthew 6:24 no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is money, riches, possessions, property. It's greed is what it is. I thought to do good, show a right way, but the night was worse than light of day. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Everything, all that, all that he, all the choices that he made. Now, his influence is going down the tubes. The only in, he's only influencing himself, but he's not influencing 
the people around him at all because he's not showing that that attitude, that righteous attitude. Two men came by as I sat in the gate. I urged them home. It was getting late. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers unawares. Strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Here was two angels that God had sent to check out Sodom to see just how horrible it was because it, the stink was in God's nostrils and God was going to destroy it. It's going to destroy that whole city and all the other cities around there, all the ones around the plain. That was supposed to be all completely destroyed and God was going to do that. But there was a man by the name of Abraham who prayed, who talked to God, and he said, God, if you, if there are 50 people in Sodom, will you destroy it? And God said, no. And he said, God, if there's 40 people in Sodom, will you destroy it? God said, no. God said, Abraham asked, God, would you destroy it if there are 30 people in Sodom? And God said, no. He said, would you destroy the city if there are 20 people in there? And God said, no. And then he said, would you destroy the city? There's thousands of people would you destroy the city if there are just ten righteous people in the city? And God said no. There were no righteous people in the city. It was completely given over to wickedness. The sad thing is, is our, our nation is being taken over by wickedness. But God is going to turn it around. He's going to turn the situation around. He's going to change. He's going to bring us out of this. But we have to pray. We have to call upon God. And we have to say, God, please deliver us. Please turn our nation back to you. Show us how much you love us and care for us. Turn our nation back to you. Whatever it takes, Lord, please do it. That's our prayer. That's what we need to pray. There were only four people that could be considered righteous in that city. And those four God took out of the city. So now there's no righteous in the city. And in Gomorrah. And in Admin. And in Zoar. And in all of these other cities around the area that God was going to destroy. All around that whole area there that was supposed to be destroyed. I warned them of the danger. Being out at night. I brought them home and fed them. Wait until the light.
as it grew darker, they surrounded us, wanting sex with the men, fulfilling their lust. And before they lay, they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, round both old and young, all the people from every quarter, and they called unto Lot and said unto and said, Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them. That means having sex with them. God is God is a merciful God. But when a whole when the city when the the place is taken over by wickedness, it's totally dark. There is no light. There's no light at all. There's no spiritual light. God is not shining on that city at all. Unless we can go and we can touch, we can be a blessing. We can be a, a help be an encouragement somebody and and God can turn them around because of the light that we're showing but if there's no light then they're under judgment and the same thing could happen to them that happened to Sodom you see all of these earthquakes you see all this the the um, volcano that exploded and caused all sorts of problems all the things that are happening, God is taking his hands off of the situation because the people have pushed him away completely. And when that happens, judgment comes. We don't want that to happen in our nation. We don't want that to happen. We want to have righteous people in our nation that will stand up and say, God, save our nation. God, deliver us. Set us free. We need you. Turn our nation to you. Turn all the people to you. Turn the hearts and the minds of the people to you, Lord. We need to pray that, and we need to continue to pray that. I offered them my daughters. I can't even understand that. But they wanted the men. They made threats to my life worse than ever had been. He was willing to offer his daughters knowing what they would do to them. I don't understand that. But what are what is happening to your family? What is happening to our families? Are they being offered to this world because we haven't said something, we haven't done something, we haven't prayed, we haven't... Our family, they're being torn apart. Our families are being torn apart because of the wickedness, because of the evil, because of the darkness. We're in a spiritual battle. We don't fight it with physical weapons. We fight it with spiritual weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not 
they're not they're not carnal they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and everything that height that that raises up against God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what God wants to do. That's what God wants to do to America. That's what he wants to do to Canada and to Mexico and to, to Israel and to the Middle East and to the, the Europeans. And to the Asians and to all over the world, that's what God wants. He wants light shining bright, reaching the people, turning them around. I heard of Kenya. I don't know if they're still doing this, but I heard of them. I think it was that they were they were having they were having a fast because there was a drought that was going on at that time. I don't know if it's still going on. But when we get desperate, that's when we really start praying. We need to start praying now before it gets so desperate. We need God in America today. Not yesterday. Not the day before. Not a year from now. We need God in America today. We need Him to take over our nation to take over the people, to cause the people to call upon him and to give it all to him. We need our government to be working toward God and not toward this wickedness that's going on. We need our people. We need the people that have been been elected. We need to have our elected officials making right decisions according to how God wants it. We want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of our lives. We need Him. We need Him more than anything else in this world. Nothing is more important than Jesus and what He did on the cross for us and dying for our sins and three days later being raised again for our righteousness our justification. He died on the cross for our salvation, for our... And he rose again for our justification, the Bible says. We need Jesus in America today. We need Jesus in America all the time. Oh, God, turn the nation to you. Turn our nation to you. Deliver us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us of all the sin. Forgive us of the rebellion. Forgive us of all the things that are happening. Forgive us, Lord, and turn us back to you. The two men were blinded, I later learned later. Showing them God's power was so much greater. And they smote the men with blindness. This is Genesis 19.11. 
both small and great. That means old and young, young and old. So they wearied themselves to find the door. God's power, God's light shining in that darkness there blinded them. So they could not do the things that they wanted to do. They couldn't even find a door. They couldn't do anything. They were stopped from the evil that was going on in the city. They were stopped. It wasn't just that one place. It was probably all over the city there. I don't know. But in that one place, all those people, and they had all the people in the, in the, the city there, they were gathered around that one house, and they wanted to... They were stopped by God's light, shining on them, blinding them. Jesus, 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 save us, deliver us, set us free. Then they said to me, is there a son, daughters, or in-laws? This must be. Destruction is coming. Warn them to leave this place. I tried to tell them, but they laughed in my face. When Lot went out to try and talk to his sons-in-laws, that I guess I don't know if they were, because the daughters were virgins. I they, that they maybe they were the daughters were uh, supposed to marry them. I don't know, or maybe he had other daughters that I know nothing about. But whatever the situation was. They had no respect for him at all. They just laughed at him. They did not believe what he said. They did not believe that what he said was going to happen to their city. And they laughed at him. They were in total darkness. They didn't see the destruction that was coming. Genesis 19.14 And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But they seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-laws. That's how they felt about him. We arose to the morning sun. Then they said to me, Take your wife and daughters, leave this city and flee. Genesis 19.15 And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest they be consumed in the iniquity of this city. But I still lingered. My wealth was here. To leave it behind caused me to fear. 16. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand 
of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. The men grabbed our hands and pulled us out. God being merciful, there was no doubt. Outside the city, they said, To the mountain, go. But I argued with them. I even said, No. What's the deal about this guy? 1917. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he, they, that he said, Escape to thy, for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. 18. But, and Lot said unto them, Oh, not so, my lord. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast shown unto me in saving my life. He sees that he's safe now. He's outside, but he's not listening to what he's told to do. And I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. Now, if God tells us to go to the mountain, he's going to protect us, no matter what's on the mountain. But he was thinking about himself. 20. Behold now this city is near to flee unto. And it is a little one. Oh let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. You hear what he's saying? I. 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 Let me escape. He didn't say let us escape. He said. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. That's, that's the, his, what he has is more important than his family. And his family has fallen apart. I cannot run to the mountain, for I would die. I will go to this little city, for it is nigh. The men let us go, so we went to Zoar. I should have listened and not got this scar. I chose for myself, my family followed along, I thought I was right, but I was so very wrong. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. My wife looked back. Oops, sorry. Uh, God destroyed the city and all those in the plain, but Zoar was spared. All the others were slain. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death.
death is coming into his family because he would not listen. They went to Zoar, and then what did they do? They left Zoar because they were afraid, or he was afraid. So they left Zoar, and now they were going to go to the uh, mountain, and what happens? His wife looked back. My wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. I was to blame. My selfishness revealed my fault. What was he supposed to do? He was supposed to take his family and go to the mountain. And then he would have been spared. He would have been... There's so much... Uh, so much that could happen good for him if he would have chose to do the right thing. But he chose to do the wrong thing. He chose to do what he thought was right. But he was so wrong. And he's finding out now, because of what's happening, he's finding out that he is wrong. Genesis 19.30 And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain and his two daughters with him for he feared to dwell it's always he, he, he for he feared to dwell in Zoar and he dwelt in a cave he and his two daughters I came to the mountain. We lived in a cave. My daughters got me drunk from the wine they gave. So not only is he uh, having this, but it's also an alcoholic. Because his, all he, his kids were able to get him drunk. Later I learned they were with child. While I was drunk, I was defiled. I looked back at the choices I made, my time with Abe and the lessons he bade. Give your life to God. Your choices will be good. Wealth is a fleeting dream. Now I understood. Sodom City, I should have left and followed God. Now I'm bereft. I lost my family by saying no to a loving God who said, go. Lord Jesus, I ask that you touch each soul that's listening to this podcast. Pour out your spirit upon them and touch them. If they don't know you and they're listening to this podcast, Lord, melt their hearts and let them see, Lord, that this is true. This is right. This is exactly what's happening. And Lord God, they may be the ones that are doing the same thing. I don't know. But Lord God, let them see the fault. Let them see the problem. 
and cause them to call upon you and give it all to you. Lord, if there's any backsliders, Lord, that are listening to this podcast, oh, God, melt their hearts. Let them see, Lord, how lost that they are and bring them home, Lord. Heal their, you said that you would heal our, heal the backslider, backsliding, and you would love them freely. Lord, heal their backsliding, love them freely, bring them home, save them, Lord. They're lost, just like the prodigal son was lost. The father said, my son was lost, but now he's found. Oh, oh God, bring them back. Bring them back to you. Save them, deliver them, and set them free. Show them how much you love them and care for them. Open their hearts and their minds to you. themselves to realize that you are the only way 
Oh God, save them and bring them home. And I pray for your people, Lord. Oh God, touch us and help us. Help us to reach the lost. Help us to reach the hurt, and the, the outcasts, and all those that need you, Lord. Help us to reach them, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, Lord. Help us to reach them and to bring them to you. Oh God, you love them. You love everyone in this world, Lord, but you don't love the sin. You hate the sin, Lord. But oh God, when you come, it's going to be too late. They'll still be here to have to meet the Antichrist. No matter whether they accepted you at one time or not. I know brothers, sisters that have loved you and served you and been faithful to you and now they're backslid. And now they're not not going toward God at all. But you, Lord, you can bring them home. Deliver them, Lord. Heal their backsliding and love them freely. Deliver them. When the prodigal son came home, he said, Father, I'm not even worthy to be called your son. Just let me be one of your hired servants. And then the father put his arms around him and said, welcome home, son. And that's what we have to do. He's, the Bible says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, in due season. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6, verse 7 says, casting all your care upon him. For he careth for you. He loves you, but you have to cast it all on him. Give it all to him. In Jesus' name, amen.